Hey there, thanks for listening in on my very first podcast. I'm going to try to do my best to keep the content entertaining and flowing. Uh, My name is Nick and I am a martial artist living in Florida. Um, Some of my friends call me Ninja, uh, hence the reason my name is Goju Ninja on my social media platforms. Um, What I wanted to talk to today, and I'm going to get right into it, is the constant tension and arguments through social media dealing with um, karate practitioners or practitioners of Eastern martial arts versus the new age MMA uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners. Um, I'm just going to jump right into it. So for you MMA and BJJ guys or gals out there, I can't blame you for your negative opinions about uh, a lot of the East uh, martial arts, uh, namely karate. I'm going to focus in on it because that's the style I do as well as various other ones. <clears throat> but yeah, I, I can't blame you for your opinion. Um, what I would like to say, and this is very, very important factor in the reasoning why you have those preconceived notions is besides the challenge matches, besides the first UFCs, um, besides these videos that pop up that say, you know, uh, Wing Chun master versus MMA guy, and then the Wing Chun guy gets dominated. Besides all that, if you live in the United States, I'm going to say this bold statement, and that is that 60% of karate is fake in the United States. Uh, The other 40% is really divided into two categories, uh, 20% being competition-based and 20% being traditionally authentic karate. Um, The 60% that's fake is fake because either A, it is not even a karate style. Karate comes from the island of Okinawa. If you're like, yeah, I do karate, and someone says, okay, well, what, what style, what lineage? And they say, oh, I do Taekwondo. Well, that doesn't make any sense because Taekwondo is Korean. So do you do a martial art? Yes, absolutely. You do Taekwondo. Do you do karate, real karate using that term? Absolutely not. Um, With the 20% uh, competition and 20% uh, real authentic, the 20% competition is still filled with great athletes and people that really uh, take charge in their uh, respective art, but with competition, it's a completely different rule base, and there's a lot of specific factors that play in that you wouldn't necessarily want to take into a street fight or, um, you know, a mixed martial arts match, and some of the specifics are this. For one, the guards are much different. Uh, They're usually held right about uh, where your sternum is and then a hand out in front um, in the sideways uh, standing stance, right? It's for striking and it's for turning your vitals away because they run off of a point system. Um, And then when people see that automatically, they're like, oh, wait, that wouldn't work. That doesn't work, blah, blah, blah. And that's partially true. You know, if you took one of them and faced them against a mixed martial artist, they would probably... Uh, lose. There's no, there's no doubt about that at all. But 
what I like to think, and this isn't necessarily the karate that I do because I don't do sport karate at all. I don't, I have my own views and opinions and, um, but anyways, what I do think to just shun it off or close it out automatically just because it's sport is not very nice is not the word I'm looking to use. It's, it's just not, you shouldn't sign it off so quickly uh, because quite honestly, I have a close friend of mine that does mostly sport-based karate, and I guarantee, let's think of a real situation. If him and I were leaving a restaurant or, you know, went out one night and we're leaving and some, you know, some douchebag guys come up and start a fight or whatever, I can guarantee you he would probably be able to knock them off their feet before they even got into a defensive posture or whatever. Now, I'm not advocating violence or starting a fight and whatever. You shouldn't really ever do that until, you know, somebody attacks you. But in that sense, I I think that just completely turning your back on that or being like, oh, yeah, that sucks is not really – you shouldn't do that because there's aspects that you can learn from. Um, Those guys are extremely quick and extremely – efficient in hitting their target uh, because that's what they train for. Um, now, getting back to the, the actual facts at hand, the 60% not real karate, blah, 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 blah. Um, the 20% of karate in the United States that I feel is the most effective in a real combat situation, it's hard to find. Um, there's no doubt about it. Uh, a lot of the real authentic martial artists that I found don't boast big egos they don't uh, up until recently there were older gentlemen who didn't use the internet as much for marketing and advertising and they usually had only one location um in you know random small towns but these are the individuals who have some of the most interesting stories the ones who you know were stationed on the island of okinawa following the vietnam war and learned from some of the original okinawan masters um, for those of you who don't know, really the origins of, and I'm, I'm going to stop saying traditional karate, I'm going to say authentic karate, because traditional karate, when people say that, that's also starting to become a very general term, just like karate did in the 70s, 80s, 90s. So I'm going to say authentic, authentic being that it originated on the island of Okinawa and is still practiced primarily for self-development, I'm sorry, self-defense and self-development versus competition or making money or commercializing or becoming corporate, any anything in that sense. So um, anyways, yeah, they have interesting stories. A lot of them were stationed there after, you know, the Vietnam War because we you know, after the Battle of Okinawa in World War II, we had bases there, and a lot of them were were privy to to meet them. A lot of Okinawan karate masters um, were observed just through their society and culture by American military, namely the Marines, um, in the streets of Okinawa around the Vietnam War, following following the Vietnam War as well, um, as being great fighters. And a lot of the Okinawan karate masters were contracted to teach the Marine Corps their fighting system. Now, that's changed over the years. And we know that Brazilian jiu-jitsu, namely Gracie's jiu-jitsu, has really revolutionized their training um, for the American military. But at one point, the Marines, again, saw, okay, hey, this is a good fighting art. These little, these these shorter Okinawan people are, are whooping up on, you know, 
their own people if if they've you know witnessed a street fight or you know competitions where american marines and military and i honestly feel that's why in the um and i I might botch this but i think it's called the not marsoc oh god i can't remember uh what the marine uh martial art program is called um uses belt systems uh because belt systems were primarily a japanese thing and you know, eventually, you know, Okinawa was its own country for a very long time until Japan took it over and the karate world didn't use belts until they started putting it into schools and a lot of other areas um, of their culture. Uh, but anyways, um, I digress. Um, so having having said that, that, you know, 60% in the United States is fake, that a lot of that was done or due to people commercializing to make money. Um, a lot of people may have had interactions with masters for a short period of time, came to the United States and then just made their own thing and said it was karate. Um, and for any mixed martial arts practitioners listening, I'll give you an actual example. Um, and I know this individual, I believe he actually has passed away in the last two or three years, and I'm not trying to put him down or whatever. He's, you know, he was popular in the martial arts game, but if we're talking about actual details and factual information, um, if you took look just right at UFC one, right? Uh, Hoist Gracie's very first fight in that platform was a man named Ron Van Cliff. And if you look at his style, his stats in the beginning, it says, you know, hoist Gracie, this weight, this height, whatever, Brazilian, you know, Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, blah, blah, blah. You look at his, Ron Van Cliff, blah, 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 blah. And it says, style, Chinese Goju. Well, what uh, what the hell is that? Um, just, just being honest there, I come from uh, martial arts, the tr- authentic karate style called Goju-Ru. Comes from Okinawa. You know, it's it's one of the pretty much the most four most popular karate styles throughout the, the the world. So when I see that, first of all, it automatically throws up a red flag. Like, what is Chinese goju? Because you're combining two different cultures. Yes, karate was influenced by China, and that's a whole another segment. But that was way back in the day. They've Okinawa's you know made it their own art. But when I see that at first, especially in the context of like an all out street fight, I'm already thinking, okay. This guy may have learned mostly some kind of American Kempo karate, mixed in a little goju, mixed in this Chinese this and that, and then tries to make his own art form. Well, I hate to break it to you, but if a martial art hasn't been around for a long time and hasn't been tried and tested, either in street fighting, competition fighting, or real combat, you are going to take out elements that you feel are not important, but quite honestly, those elements may be much more important than just you yourself feel see karate has been tried and tested because it was a warfare martial art used through military ranks of course weapons were first and foremost is before guns but that was a tried tested that is why it survived so if you just take a tidbit of that and go yeah i like that i like that and then try to mix it in with whatever else you feel i don't feel i feel like you're doing yourself a disservice because you're missing out on critical elements and that's what happened with a lot of stuff so if you are looking for uh, if you you know maybe mma muay thai brazilian jiu-jitsu aren't the way that you want to go in your training if you're gonna if you want to take karate you need to look for one thing to make sure it's a simple 
clean lineage if you want to learn something that's actually going to be effective. If it looks like there's three or four different names grouped into one, then you might want to question it a little bit and see where the, the training is and figure out the amount of time that somebody has spent with somebody. If somebody says, I was with master so-and-so for one year, quite honestly, that is not a long time to be with somebody, to be with somebody, to be able to take their style. Give me an example. Joe Blow trains with Masashi, Master Masashi, for one year. Then he leaves the island, comes to the United States, says, oh, okay, I'm a master of Master Masashi's style, style X. He only has one year experience with that. And if he doesn't continue to travel back and forth to train with Master Masashi, then quite honestly, after he trains another student, of his for a year, he is just making shit up. He really is just making things up as he goes on. And it might be things that benefit or work for him. Maybe he's a big guy, so maybe he wants to grab people and grapple. But you got a small guy like me come in there. I don't wanna do that quite at first. You know, I'm I'm maybe more of a striker using my speed and moving around. And when you get things like that, when you get mixes of people's opinions and this and that, and I'm not saying progressing your style and advancing it, that's fine. That happens naturally. You cannot stop that. You can preserve it as best you can, but it will change and evolve. But when you take little tidbits, add in your own stuff, it doesn't necessarily work. One of the biggest points, and I'm going to end this video after it because I'm blabbing on, is I know that it worked well for the Gracies. They quote unquote got the you know, martial art from Japan. We got the the Helio Gracie and his uh, his brother and all that, and they they did it and they added stuff on for the smaller guy and yada yada. Um, but if you really look at your history and not what you see in the media, if you really do your own research, you'll see that I would say probably about eighty five percent of the techniques that you see in mixed martial arts and ground fighting are very similar related to Kosen judo is spelled k-o-s-e-n so i know that they got it and they said okay this guy's small so he has to learn how to do these all these new techniques but it is already out there and you used to be able to watch youtube videos with you know a series of coast and judo and you can see all of your typical stuff like it's videos way back in like the maybe in the 50s or 60s but it's got like the kimura the americana the triangle and these are two japanese guys in japan doing it and I'm pretty sure they've never been to Brazil. So anyways, whether that whether they did progress the art or not, which I, I think that they really did because obviously it's extremely popular, extremely effective. I've trained in it. It is necessary for real fighting. It's not even just, oh, it's good. It's it, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is necessary for real fighting and application. There's no doubt about it. They they pretty much checked everybody in the martial arts world and says, hey, y'all are doing all this, but what about this? But what, what I'm getting at is that when you know the, the style came from them to Japan, from Japan to Brazil, Brazil to the United States, United States to, to now where we're at, I don't know how much it has actually, um, how, how much of it has been added um, and who's ever adding stuff, it's obviously, it's a good thing. So they haven't changed the style. They've just added things to it, which I think is good. 
What I don't believe is good is that when a martial art, let's give it an Asian martial art, karate comes over a little bit ill-experienced and then you try to add things to it. I'm pretty sure that Helio and all brothers and whatnot spent a lot of time with the Japanese guy, learned all the basic fundamentals, solid, then went on to add things to it. That's wonderful and you can see that it's wonderful because it dominates. But when you only learn a little bit of martial arts, come over here, say that you're a karate guy after one to two years experience and build yourself up with all this ridiculous bullshit like one touch kills and the guy punches with one arm and you block and hit him a thousand times and he dies. That's absolutely ridiculous. And this is coming from me who is a – I'm a karate guy. Primarily, I teach, train, traditional, authentic Okinawan Goju-Ru karate and I'm even sitting here saying this. So in summary – for mixed martial artists and Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, before you just, you know, give the rest in peace to karate, I would say this, that 60% of karate that you see around the world, but more specifically within the United States, is absolutely bullshit and is not karate. Kara means empty. Te means hand. The art of the empty hand. So... There's still aspects to learn from, and I'm hoping that with these different platforms, as I get better at them, I can show not only mixed martial artists, but people in general, that there is way more to be learned from karate. It was popular at one time when people were tough and actually fought their ass off, then people saw they could make money off of it and started doing their own shit, which has not been good for it, so yeah. That's, that's all I got to say about that. 60% is BS in the United States for all the mixed martial artists. Later.